Welcome to the Invest with Clarity podcast, where you will learn how success in investing, as in life, is the result of absolute clarity. Mark Pearson of Nepsis in Minneapolis, Minnesota, shares his passion for portfolio management and commitment to transparency and communication to allow investors to fully understand what they own and why, bringing them to clarity in their investments. And now, here are your co-hosts, Matt Halloran and Mark Pearson. Hello, and welcome to another Invest with Clarity podcast. Today, we have the dynamic duo of Mark Pearson and Chuck Atzweiler. They are going to talk today about Anchors Away. Now, we've talked a little bit about what anchors are in the past. We're going to dive into that a lot more deeply. So, Mark, uh, why don't you begin the conversation? Let's see where we're going to go with this puppy. You got it, Biggie. Thanks for having us on. Anchor bias. I think it's fitting during the, uh, as we are recording this on December 20th, and the markets seem to be down again today for about, what, the 80th day in a row, it feels like, that it's important for investors to keep a level head, right? And not allow biases to interfere with their decision-making process. And so I brought our head of research, uh, Chuck Etzweiler, on the call with me as uh, he has done a lot of work on uh, a lot of the different biases. Some we'll probably cover again. I know we covered the biased who me white paper uh, that you can get at investwithclarity.com. You can download that for free. Uh, Biased who me. I'd encourage uh, the listeners to download it as there's a lot of good information in there that may help them during this period of uncertainty how to manage uh, their portfolios and stick to the knitting, as we like to say. So that's the basis for today's uh, call. And why don't we start out, uh, Matt, by asking Chuck. Chuck, by the way, how are you? I'm doing great, Mark. It's great to be with both of you guys. You're, you're way too kind. <laughs> uh, so can we? Can you please give people a brief background of what the anchor bias is? Absolutely. Uh, Anchor bias, and think of the word picture of an actual anchor that holds down a ship, maybe a very large ship, a battleship possibly. So anchoring and investing is very simply when an individual receives a piece of information, and this information aligns with what I would call their personal belief system or their emotional psyche. They gravitate towards it they hold on to it for a long period of time. And here's the key thing. When new information is received that normally would dissuade them from believing in the same manner, they refuse to move away from it. They're locked in like a large anchor holds a massive battleship. And because they, if they moved away from that positioning, they would then have to agree that their original thoughts were incorrect. So it is very pervasive in investing. And quite frankly, we're seeing a lot of it today. Yeah, it says that, uh, you know, obviously the anchoring is really people get anchored on one trait or in this case, piece of information when making decisions. And so we've got in the financial services business, right, Matt, we've got lots of prognostication, postulation and speculation, right? Well, we do. And, and I guess my I'm going to throw this right back at, at Chuck, which is, um, OK, so so how do we unhook the anchor? How do we anti anchor people from making these sorts of uh, of, of biases or, or these relations is probably a better word. 
Well, Matt, I, I, that, that's an extremely profound question, and you toss it up right here in the beginning, and I love it. And I'm going to pass it on to Mark after I give my initial answer, because certainly that's what Nepsis is all about. It's ultimately clarity that will allow the anchor to be taken away or untied. But very simply, what investors have to realize is that they can be their own worst enemy. Uh, We wrote the white paper called Bias to Me, which Mark has referenced. There are other biases which tie into anchoring. But anchoring becomes so insidious because when we align what should be something that's subjective with emotion, we become deeply tied to it. And this is something that takes a period of time to unravel. And truly, it's through clarity. It's understanding how you're invested, why you're invested the way you are, working with a money manager and an advisor who really is looking out for your bone best interests and can really diagnose somebody with this type of, and I'll call it pervasive condition. Yeah, that's exactly right. We really believe, I mean, the whole impetus, as you know, Matt, is about Nepsis's clarity. It's investing with clarity. Invest. That's why we have investwithclarity.com. We believe that the more clarity an investor has, the more apt they are to stick to the knitting or stick to the investment process, because ultimately it's the process that makes one successful, not the biases that we have. And this is part of the reason why so many investors end up jumping from one portfolio to another, from one money manager to another. They don't have a clear understanding of what is in their portfolio. They don't have a clear understanding of why they have what's in their portfolio and enable them to make rational decisions. Now, there are doesn't mean that every portfolio manager is going to be great. doesn't mean that you're still not going to make decisions after that. But the reality is that the greater amount of clarity you have with what's going on with your money, we really fundamentally believe that investors are more apt to stick to their process. Now, you can also, I'm I'm sorry, you you can also use anchors in in a positive way, though, can't we? Can't we use the idea of Nepsis, having that clarity, truly understanding what you own and why you own it? Can't we use that as an anchor to kind of swing people away from all of these other noisy anchors that that are out there yeah you know it's funny it's a great question a great point because the irony of that actually is that my firm used to be called anchor capital until we changed it to nepsis about nine eight years or so ago so the answer to that question is yes anchored in sound investment principles used to be the foundational component of uh, what is now nepsis investing with clarity the idea that when you have clarity you can be anchored in sound investment principles, know what's going on with your money, know why it's going on with your money, and if you will, end up being in a position where you're not just another doll bar statistic, as we've uh, talked about in a previous podcast about uh, investors being doll bar, you know, doll bar statistics. So you are absolutely correct about that. You always know what the good questions are to ask, Matt. Well, he does. I, I appreciate that. My background, uh, you know, as a therapist uh, probably helps a little bit. And uh, <laughs> the fact that we used to talk about anchors a lot and how you can use them positively and negatively, guys. And that's why yeah. I'm so fascinated with, you know, the doll bar stuff with your white papers, because there's there's some true psychological foundation here. This isn't just pop psychology. It's in, in fact, there's no pop psychology. This is legitimate behavioral things that Nepsis helps with 
in order to make it so that people don't make those doll bar mistakes. Let's talk a little bit more about this white paper, though. What else is in there so that we can motivate people to, to, to go to the website and download it, please? Yeah, Chuck, do you want to go ahead and take that? Yeah, I certainly can. So biased who me, the title, I think, rings hopefully with not only investing public, but but the general public, because people believe in, in their own mind that they're making a proper decision based on on logical information when when many are not. And it's very, very hard uh, in any decision we make not to allow emotion to creep into that decision-making process. And as you just said, as a therapist, Matt, and previous work in, in the field of psychology, that tends to happen uh, way too much. So we wrote this paper and we toss it out to investors and saying, okay, we must realize that all of us are biased. Now, I'm going to take a step backwards. Modern portfolio theory, one of the three tenets of modern portfolio theory is that we are unbiased. And that basically means that we have no previous decision-making or we're not predisposed under a certain mindset when we approach the investment process. That, that simply isn't true. So the first thing that people need to understand is, yes, I am biased. I bring with me baggage, baggage from either a previous experience in investing or with a previous advisor or portfolio manager. I need to clear that from my mind. I need to sit down and I need to really wipe the, the slate clean and start the process through clarity of understanding that I can be my own worst enemy in investing. And when I am biased, that's probably the worst thing that I can actually do. The first thing I have to admit that I am and then clear those out. And that's what we discuss in that paper and how, how to do that. You know, just to piggyback on that, Matt, uh, you know, one of the things that I think we've, Chuck and I have talked about in the past uh, on the radio show and maybe in the podcast, I can't remember, is the idea of that when you work with a portfolio manager, one of the key things, one of the key tenets, if you will, uh, of that manager you want to look for is their ability to stick to their investment process. Absolutely. Uh, so many times portfolio managers will change their process in an effort to either chase returns, try to beat a benchmark, try to you know experiment, whatever the case may be. And there have been studies done on, on, on portfolio managers and their inability to stick to a process, particularly when you look at what's going on with the markets right now where they're completely illogically continuing to go down darn near every day. And so the markets are trying to predict a recession when the numbers don't indicate that in the first place. And so you will find portfolio managers in particular uh, changing course, doing different things. And, and at the, at, that's their choice, right? But as an investor, you choose a portfolio manager, you choose a, a mutual fund or an ETF or whatever it may be, for specific reasons, because they do things a certain way. And so obviously it would be extremely important for the investor to understand if that, uh, if that portfolio manager is doing what they say they're going to do, if they're sticking to their process, if you will. So these are, these are, you know, obviously clarity is the foundation. Anchoring, uh, is a huge problem as people sit in front of the TV during uncertain time, uncertain periods, like we're in right now. I mean, people are now talking about you know, another 2008. People are talking about 
a crash. Everything is negative. And the reality is you could close your eyes, shut your ears today, probably wake up in five years, probably, there's no guarantees, and things will be completely different and markets will be a lot higher, investments will be worth, more importantly, investments will be worth more money. So that's the, that's the, uh, that's the gist of anchoring. So where do we where do we go from here? So let, let's uh, besides having them download uh, that that white paper, what is the next call to action? Should it be, you know, everything surrounding the stock market in the news is freaking clickbait, right? It's they want yes. you to click, they want yes. you to react. You know, Mark. In fact, our last podcast, you and I talked about statements and things like that, right? And and you know how. Those are points in time, and they're not necessarily the right information to look at. Uh, yep. If if their advisor is not sticking to the knitting, if they are jumping ship, which, by the way, I worked with a company many, many years ago who that was the advisor's advice who ran this big coaching company, was if your investment management p- process is not working, jump ship and go to a different one because at least it makes you look like you're doing something new and trying something different. <laughs> I mean, seriously, guys, that was that was I remember saying that from the stage in front of like six, wow. seven hundred people. So so what do we do? Tell us what we do right now. The the markets are all over the place. It's crazy. Yep. I've, I'm getting calls from old clients of mine who are financial advisors who are like, Matt, what do I do? And yep. I hearken back to this guy named Mark Pearson who keeps telling me to stick to the knitting and invest with clarity. That's right. That's right. Thank you. Well, that's exactly right. Look, during periods of uncertainty, during corrections, one of the things that all investors should be doing and portfolio managers, myself included, is what I call uh, tidying up the portfolio or for a lack of a better phrase, uh, cleaning it up, tweaking it a little bit. You know, when everything is going down like it is right now, it's an opportunity, uh, you know, for obviously for tax loss harvesting. It's an opportunity to sell weaker positions in favor of stronger ones because everything is going down, right? And uh, making sure that when this correction is done, and it will get done, it'll be done eventually, that your portfolio is well positioned for the next three, five, ten years as the correction ends and and more than likely your markets and more importantly the companies you own in your portfolio are going to go up are, are going up in value this is a critical time it's a time to be selling uh gains in terms of the rebalancing process in other words if you own both stocks and bonds stocks are getting hammered more than bonds uh we call it a, a rebalance to your target model percentage. In other words, if you want 10% of your money in corporate bonds and now it's at 12% because your portfolio has gone down in value, you sell that 2% of those corporate bonds, bring it back to 10 and where there are deficiencies in the portfolio, you go buy those deficiencies because that that's the key. It, it forces you to sell high and buy low, not buy high and sell low. It's a critical strategy. And for people who don't have clarity because they have mutual funds or ETFs in their portfolio, Matt, this is one of the really one of the only strategies that gives the the investor somewhat of an advantage to their investment process because it forces them to buy low and sell high. So that would be my biggest recommendation. 
And Chuck, I, well, hold, hold on. Before we go to Chuck, Chuck, uh, I just want to jump in. If you have not listened to this podcast righteously and religiously, if you go back, there have been podcasts that Mark has done um, that talks about how volatility is an opportunity. So I, I just wanted to drop that there because there's some great previous uh, recordings that, that do cover a lot of what you were just talking about. So, Chuck? No, I wait, Chuck, before I, I appreciate that. Sure. Like, one thing I think I've talked to you about, Matt, in the past, I'll just say this and I'll let Chuck go. Uh, we did a we did a little bit of a study on uh, on Warren Buffett back in 1998 to 2000, which, in my opinion, and Chuck's opinion, was a very similar uh, uh, similar type of market as to what we're in now, which is people were pouring money into low cost index funds, and unfortunately, when you do that, these are the kind of events that happen because when you are pouring into the index fund, it forces the indexes to have to buy the stocks. Right. So what you end up having is very few stocks driving an index, which was what happening to the S&P and the Nasdaq and therefore expanding the valuations of those companies. And, and in the Nasdaq, Matt, to give you a blatant example, we owned NVIDIA. Well, we sold NVIDIA between 260 and 265 dollars a share back in October. Right. Today, it's at one hundred and thirty eight. It was one of the six names that contributed to the return that the NASDAQ had before this all started in October. And there's a classic example of a name who got hammered in this correction, basically almost down, oh, down over, you know, well, let's call it almost 50% in three months, a blue, supposedly a blue chip big tech name. So investors need to really understand what they own, why they own it. So it enables them to stick to that, you know, obviously to stick to that process. Okay, sorry, go ahead, Chuck. Certainly. Mark, you gave, I think, the great answer. And what I maybe can do is I can maybe give a broader picture of what I think maybe individuals can do to lessen this this really nasty anchor bias. The first is, I, I would just make the suggestion to never align your emotional political views with your investing tenets. And, and what I mean by that, it's American for each one of us to have a personal political passion. We all should do that. We all have a single vote, right? Mark and I have been in this business long enough where uh, people didn't like a certain president, and that's fine, and they decided just not to invest because they didn't feel, though, that president was making policy in their best interest. That's just a fallacy. I've heard that through the current president and going back all the way, say, four or five behind them. So how do you invest and also keep your nose to the grindstone as it pertains to Washington, D.C.? Policy comes out of Washington, D.C. What we try to do is we look to see where the policy is aligned and then actually look at some of the companies that maybe would benefit from that. That is separate from the fact that we may or may not like the party in power or who the president is. That's the first thing. The second thing is that I have found that individuals who believe that our national debt is getting way out of hand, have decided because they've heard some speaker, looked at some DVD series or book, and said, you know what, I'm going to own gold. I'm going to sell all the businesses, the stocks I own, I'm going to invest in gold. And we saw that back at the end of 2011 when gold was at 1900 an ounce, and certainly now it's in the 1200s. And individuals, again, through emotion, through anchoring into a story that they've been told, even though there's new information that comes their way, they've refused to back off of it. So I would just simply say that not aligning 
that emotional political view with how one invests is, is one way that investors through clarity can remove the anchor bias and then investigate look at what actually is being taught to you. If somebody's selling you a book and a DVD series and a bill of goods, think about walking the other way and actually looking to an advisor and a portfolio manager who is asking you to have a transparent relationship, one that is built on trust. And those would be two ways that I think that individuals could start on the road to clarity by removing the anchor bias. Great point. I agree. Yeah. Great. Thanks, Mark. Well, there you have it, Matt. Yeah. Any other any other closing thoughts before we wrap up today? Nope, not for me. Hopefully this helps people listening in. Yeah. Chuck, anything else from you? I don't think so. Great job. Uh, always a pleasure uh, for having me on these guys. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Really appreciate it. And thank both Chuck and Mark Pearson for being on the show today. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, make sure you click that subscribe now button below. And I am sure that you are having conversations around the dinner table with friends and family, uh, especially because the holidays are upon us. If somebody is showing this anchor bias, share this podcast with them. Share the white paper that you can get at the Nepsis website, because this is exactly what Dalbar is talking about. Mark's talked about it in the past, making the wrong decision at the wrong time, which negatively impacts your entire portfolio and could potentially impact your life. So for Invest With Clarity, Nepsis, and all of us at Top Advisor Marketing, we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. The content discussed is for informational purposes only. It is not a solicitation or recommendation for any securities that may be mentioned herein. Advisory services offered through Nepsis Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor.